Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In. Right, I think we're going to stop and sort of maybe eat. I'm not sure. But Montanans have a strong opinion of Butte. Yes, they do. And Missoula has a strong opinion of uh, Bozeman. And we are interested to see if Bozeman has a strong opinion of Missoula. But do I just get right into it? I did an hour on Montana last night. Well, first of all, we need to just express that Right. The podcast is becoming almost a travel show the last like couple of months. Really? We're always in the car whenever we do these episodes. But we wanted to get you a holiday special, a holiday classic. <laughs> the acoustics just aren't ah! quite the same. Oh my god, it's an eagle! <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Montana is nutty! <laughs> so do we talk about uh I spent two years, it felt like, talking to... I got in Thursday night, okay? And I spent so much time talking to people in Montana about Montana, because I've this never been here. bigger and bigger. First, it was 24 big sky, hours. Big sky. Yesterday, you were like, I've been here 48 hours, and now you're saying you were here for two years. And by tomorrow, I will have been here for three. <laughs> no, and so I've never been to Montana, so I wanted to know... What are Montanans like? Who lives here? Because we talked about this. Montana has a mystique to it that Washington State does not. The Dakotas. Nobody wants to go to the the Dakotas. Nobody cares about the Dakotas. Except to see the faces. Just Uh, to see. I did it to see the look on their faces. um, You mean Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose. I've been. Have you been? That quote's from The Prestige. Have you been there? I have not. You've never been to. I've never the, been. You never took your children to Mount Rushmore. I've never been to Mount Rushmore. I feel like it's a, it's a, national. It's a failure, of my patriotism. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say that it's a failure, of a. I mean, it's one of the coolest things ever. It's a lack of nerve. It takes some courage to go out there, right? To eat what a billy goat would puke. To kill. Period. Remember one thing when you go out there with Jonathan Rambo: an ample supply of body bags. Body bags. <laughs> you've really <laughs> been you've really been missing doing have, a podcast. I, have, I really yeah. have. I was it's going through my fun. garage and I found an old shirt that said to Shy Shy on it 
It was a cashing in with TJ shirt and uh, brought back good memories of uh, some of the early years. But we, uh, yes, the show, look, we wanted to bring you a holiday classic. So we're driving. And we're that's a Hyundai, what we're here to do. And we're driving about 80 miles an hour. Yeah, that's my question is, you know, do I talk about Montana? Yeah. In the way that I did last night. You're the one that sort of implied it has a mystique to it. Yeah. That the Dakotas don't have, you know, of course, Texas doesn't. But in this sort of area, Wyoming is not, I don't think, as interesting. I think Wyoming Montana is a pretty good reputation. Montana feels like a place that everybody would wants to go. Montana, I think the slogan should be, the real deal. Really? Yeah, because people Why? think it's real mountains, real rugged people. They make their own beef jerky. They really do. They can take a punch. If you ever seen Yellowstone, every single episode, someone gets <laughs> punched so hard that they would die in real life. They have blood all over their shirt. They go back to work, and they get at it, and they uh, eat things that'll make a really good puke. How did um, how did that joke go about Yellowstone getting punched in the face? It was okay. It was, did it, it go was, well? It was okay. I thought it was I thought it was solid. Yeah, I thought it was solid. Um, it wasn't a TKO though. Was it a knockout? <laughs> a knockout. It was. Was uh, it a knockout punch? Do you think or not? It was that a win joke? by decision. By decision. It was a win by decision. So I. I, you know, I talked to all these people and tried to get as much. And I found out Missoula, they're all very polite here. And what I found out was that Missoula will say, well, you know, we we have a, you know, we have a friendly rivalry with Bozeman. And then when you get them drunk enough, they're like, man, fuck Bozeman. <laughs> yeah. And they also sort of say, you know, Missoula kind of this girl, as I was leaving, the last interaction I had with a Missoulian. Was I said, and you guys really don't like Bozeman. You hate Bozeman. She goes, nah, I'm not from here, and I don't. So I don't really. They don't bother me. I don't really have an opinion of. Them. And I was like, Oh, really? Kind of thinking. Oh, I guess I was wrong. Not everybody. And she goes, Yeah. I mean, there's not. You know, they're not as good as us, and they sort of wish they were. I go, Wait, wait a second. What did you just say? So that's there. And then when I found out about Montana. And I told them this last night, and you could feel them kind of not want to admit it. But after quite a bit of digging, quite a bit of talking to people, a lot of transplants, a lot of people moved here from Texas, from California, from a lot of different places. What I realized about Montana and Montanans is that they are libertarian. They're all libertarians up here. And nobody knew about... There's no state in the union yeah. that identifies as libertarian. They, they put the Tarian in liberty. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not a, I'm not, that definitely was not a TKO. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. They put the Tarian in Libra, I think, is what you're sort of... There's no way of knowing how many people live here either, because they, they all wear... There's a million there's in the a state. There's a requirement... A requirement that they all wear camo everywhere they go. <laughs> so you the can't entire, tell. I flew connecting flights. They, it's not easy to get here. It, was, it took about 17 connecting flights. Yeah. And it's, it spent over $1,700 getting here because they don't want more they people They don't want here. more people they here. They don't want you. And in fact, it is so beautiful. I think, I think beautiful the slogan maybe even should be, your kind ain't welcome in these parts because they don't want people to come. And then everyone on the airplane was wearing camo. I mean, it's 
it's definitely a thing. Most of them had never flown before. Really? Yeah, when the there was the line built up and the lady said, "Can you please can please everyone step aside um, for the people in the wheelchairs to come first? And this guy's cowboy hat, camo. He had camo boots. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Really? Camo boots just to make sure cuz you you don't want to the animals to see. You don't want to your be feet. seen. Yeah. yeah, you don't. You want, want your seen. feet to be invisible. By animals and he's or like, people you alike. You just told us to get in line. Damn bitch. And then he walked away. He said the bitch part to his girlfriend. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he's like, she She just told her, make up your mind, bitch. He said something like that. I mean, it was I kind pretty of rugged. Rugged. But people. yeah, they don't. They don't like rules. They don't. So the thing is, is they're not conservative and they're not liberal. But they're libertarian, and my joke last night also was that they sort of go like this. They kind of go, you know what? I'm not going to tell you my politics or who I voted for. And, you know, I voted I voted one way or the other, but I, you're not going to find out. Yeah, you're not going to find out. I'm not telling you. It's none of your business. Plus, you can't even see me. I'm being too stealthy. He's being stealthy. So I, I'd never met an entire group of people that are libertarians. And when I say, are you libertarians? They go, ah, I don't want to talk about that. You know, it's none of your business. It's kind of, the, that's what I think the Montana slogan should be. It's none of your business. <laughs> it's none of your business why I'm up here or what I'm doing up here yeah. or why I left where I left. It's, it's definitely none of your business who I'm voting for and how I feel about the federal government, anything. So just mind, mind your own business. That's a big, that's a Montana thing. Why don't you mind your own business? What percentage of... What, me, me even talking about it is kind of them being like, mind your own business, man. What Stop percentage of the people me. up here are on the run? Not as many as, as Alaska. Alaska. Mm -hmm. Mind your... I'm writing that down. Mind your own business. It's none of your business. What I'm doing up here, where I'm going, or... How much I hunt. That's none of your business. Yeah. 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 So it's very, it's very, very strange up here. And Bozeman's going to be different because Missoula is so much about the, uh, the, the football game and the college. And they really do say openly say, yeah, this is a college town. But Bozeman is not. Bozeman is, uh, it's, it's the biggest city. It's, I think, Helena is the capital of Montana. But Bozeman is sort of the big city, and we're going to go and see what that's all about. Because Missoula was small. I mean, the downtown was, what do you think, 10 blocks, 15 at blocks? At the most, yeah, at the most. Maybe less. You're right. Maybe like eight blocks or something, four blocks on I Broadway. I was proud of you, too. It's a four-day trip, and you're practically, for both of us, it's a four-day trip. And you're practically flying naked. You love I think it. we need to discuss that. You love uh, this. Or hands-free. And I haven't decided what's better, to say hands-free. or that's Is that is that as good as flying naked or not? What it entails, because I've been doing this both, a lot lately. I want to tell you, both of those things are so cash-levy. <laughs> I would never choose either of those. Because my son will be like, you, you going hands-free? Now, hands-free means and anything, any trip less than 36 hours, I will wear the, wear the, wear the outfit. <laughs> He's gonna die. He's gonna be like, do you wail? Do you wail on the outfits? Well, uh, you know, don't, hey, don't wail about it. W a i l. Yeah, yeah. So I will. You're having a whale 
I'm having a whale of a time. Trying to get this right, baby. I'm having a whale's tail of a time. I... Let the wind do its job. (laughs) I, uh... Okay, so on these corporates lately, or any show where I just have one show and I get to come home, I've been wearing my outfit that I'll be wearing on stage on the airplane, and then I'm sometimes not even wearing a coat. That's truly flying naked. Where all I will bring on the trip is my cell phone, a charger, and that's it. What about a toothbrush? No, because hotels all have those. No, because the crowd hotels can't smell me. I'm have, too far away. The hotels don't have deodorant. Yeah, I don't. I won't use that because the crowds are too far away. And you don't care. How often has a crowd been like, "He's kind of funny, but he didn't smell that good." But what they about the clients smell us. that you they have can't to talk smell to? Us. They can't. Yeah, but what about your client? Yeah, I don't. Your point of contact doesn't. Care. I don't. I. We haven't talked a lot about deodorant. No, I don't think we've ever talked about deodorant. But I often don't wear it because I don't sweat. I think it's I I don't sweat much. I think it smells worse than a human smell. I really believe that. I think it smells like something. It depends on who you are. It's made out of a chemical. Yeah. My wife wants my eldest son to wear deodorant, and I just think like I'd rather. I think humans don't. Most humans don't smell that bad, and I'd rather have that than to smell like. Something created in a laboratory. Well, I here's what I do wear. I wear an all-natural almond-scented deodorant. And that's why I'm always hungry when we hang out. But just for nuts. Just You're for the nutty stuff. You're always grabbing your nuts. Just for when the When we're hanging stuff. out, you'll take a whiff. You'll take a sniff and a whiff. <laughs> and then you'll, you'll grab your nuts and go, I don't know why, but I feel like a handful of nuts right now. Yeah. So, so I will fly, I will fly naked for a, you know, 36 hours. But yeah, if it's two nights, free. if it's two nights, yeah. um, then I will wear two pairs of underwear. Really? The second one, <laughs> That's amazing. the second one can be used as a swimsuit if necessary. Right? Yes. So. And yeah, you get a toothbrush and toothpaste at the hotel, so I can go two days with with total hands free, flying naked. Now this is a three day trip, and I also or four day trip, and I also had to bring the podcast equipment, so I just have a little backpack. And you're proud of me because I also. And you did the same thing. I've never seen you travel this light before. Well. What I've been doing, and I'm not sure. But then you we, bought half of an adventure store, yes. and now you're going to need to <laughs> buy, a, buy a bag, yeah. buy a big giant duffel with wheels just to get no, it No, you know what I'm going to do with that? Yeah. I'm wearing all of it. <laughs> I'm wearing yeah. every last thing. <laughs> Including the duffel. You're going to cut yeah, holes in the duffel, the duffel which would completely defeat, the, duff, defeat the, the purpose. The duffels, I'm wearing that as a hat. Right, right, right. No, I'm going to, I mean, I bought, let's see. I bought two shirts. Yeah. One's a shacket, which I hate. I hate By that the way, term. every every shirt he bought was a form of plaid. And then the only thing I bought, I brought uh, the the Christmas present for Kate. Yeah. Oh no! What did I not buy the other? No, I think I did. Um, yeah, so I, I bought uh, Kate a Christmas present and bought her mother a Christmas present. 
from Montana. So that'll go in the backpack, but everything else I'm just going to wear on the plane, including the gloves. I think that's really funny also. Because it's Christmas time as we record this. Yeah, they, well, it's and a holiday episode. But you pretty much closed last night's what, set with what, a form of daddy came home for Christmas. I did. I did. You I pretty did. much closed last night. And I stumbled night. on the word Christmas, but it... It delivered. It was great. I think it worked out. But what I've been doing, it's different than what you're doing, but what I've been doing is I have been putting uh, my, and I just tried this for the first time this year, I've been checking my backpack and my other bag, which is a small bag, so that I can be in the airport without a bag. Right. And so, and I haven't come up with a term for that, but I think I might call it, I'm flying checked. Everything I have is checked. Okay. And I love it because in the airport, people look at you like you're crazy. Well, that's like or flying you've naked. forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they go, have you forgotten your bag? Is your bag somewhere? No, I don't have a bag. And it's amazing because then when I do that, I look at everybody else and I, you really see how everyone is a pack mule at the airport. You feel sorry for the people. You do. And so what I've done carrying is around that stuff I, and they're hostages I to got, their own luggage. I got an iPad for free from Apple a long time ago and I never use it. But my father always uses his iPad every day. He attached a keyboard to it. So what I've decided is I bought the keyboard, which wasn't that expensive. And I put the iPad, I, cl I turn it off, put the iPad in my backpack and then I check that. And if somebody steals the iPad, it's really not the end of the world because it was free. And it's an old iPad. And I love being in the airport without any, but I've had some problems with it because what, what you need in the airport is you need one charger. I have both my phones. And then I also have to carry my medication. Right. So, but that's why I have a chore code. There's plenty of pockets to be able to yeah. put that stuff in. Well, there's, there's other risks to this. And I love it. I really, really love there, there flying. There are risks to this. Your biggest risks are your- How about fully checked? Fully checked. They're the biggest risk- To the 12 and a half, help me out. Go on threads and tell me, what should I call it? I'm flying checked. The, the biggest downside fully of checked. this is, is you do have to worry. First of all, you can only wear the shoes you're going to wear on stage. And sometimes you- that means you can't do it as athletic things when you're in these areas. Like I'm wearing my dress shoes on this trip for four days in Montana. That's not ideal. Not ideal. Not ideal. But the other thing that can happen is you got to be real careful about your clothing and make sure it doesn't get screwed up. So I was doing this gig in Phoenix where I had to host this like award show and I was wearing a full suit. Right. The entire time. Yeah. So I get on the airplane with the suit. And I was the first guy to board. It was Southwest. And I sat in the window seat. Someone sat in the aisle. And it was the first seat on the plane. And this lady comes in with this really shaggy. Did you limp? Did you limp? <laughs> no. No. With the really shaggy. We're not telling that story. With the really <laughs> No, I wasn't. I mean, I was just, I managed to be first. And so this lady comes in and she has a support dog. And it's a really shaggy dog. And she goes, do you mind if I sit there right in between us? And it's going to just, I, I can't have this suit get completely, you know. Dogged up. D dogged up. I'm going actually someplace after Phoenix where I'm going to wear that same dogged suit. Dogged up. That's, you know what? I can't that's be dogging it up. Phrase. I cannot get dogged up. Dogging, dogging up. Dogging it up. Right? Just, your outfit is ruined right. by any right. animal. So any, I said, anything. Yeah, 
So I go, yes, I, I, I can't have you sit there and, you know, I can't, it's not going to work. Did you tell her? We I said, I, 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 I'm, I'm wearing the outfit I'm going to be wearing for two days. I just can't have dog fur on it. And she goes, really? And I got a little upset immediately. And I was like, really? Because there's middle seats. Did you seats. tell her? I go, really? Because I was like, don't give me lip about this. This Look, I, we live next to an, a couple of airline attendants uh, in Los Angeles. And this whole service dog thing is absolutely insane uh there's a great there's a great joke that lenny marcus who writes for leslie jones he's got a great joke where he says you could have a service dog here's what he's decided he goes yeah. i'm over it i'm finished i don't want yeah. any more of these service dogs he goes you can have a service dog but you don't get to know which one the airline provides it. oh that's awesome yeah <laughs> he said that's so, so you, you have no idea what the dog's gonna be yeah. like but yeah, I mean, it's not true. Well, it's not because it used to be, and this is something from the airline attendant lives next to me, and I was telling her about this story because she was like, we we dislike them. Either, okay, there's two reasons they might have a service dog. Either they really are emotionally so unstable they need a dog on the plane, in which case we don't like them as airline attendants, right. or they're faking it, in which case we also don't like them. Because it, so either way, we don't like it when we see them. It used to be for someone that truly was blind. So it's an insult to yeah. them. Yeah, someone that is. truly needed a dog, not for emotional support, for physical support, really. Right. So they couldn't see well enough. And now it's being hijacked by these people. And so I said no. And she got upset. And then I got upset. I'm like, yeah, really? She's like, well, I'd have to sit in the middle. I'm like, you're going to sit in the middle either way. Uh, so she left. And I wanted to tell you about the uh, <laughs> the show because it was so funny. This guy had the funniest story. This guy with the, the crew at this show I did in Phoenix. He had a uh, – he's writing a book. Um, We're about to pass Phosphate, Montana. Yeah. It would be an interesting place to live. So the guy – go ahead. I he's writing this book about all the things he's seen over the last 30 years with these entertainers that come in and do these big conventions, uh, like the one this one was for me. And the, the book is called something like uh, – I forgot to mention, or uh, I think it was called like uh, – and one other thing, right? Yeah. And it has to do with like when people spring stuff on them. Really? At the last minute. I like that. Like the, uh, the, tech, the tech guys. So apparently he was doing one of these events and he said this is going to be the first chapter of his book. And they had hired this guy to uh, release some doves, right? Yeah. Uh, at the end of the event. And the doves were going to fly, uh, you know, off the stage and it was going to be very dramatic. That was going to be the end of the event. Yeah. Um, they were revealing like a new white Toyota or something. And uh, this was the big, like, finale. Yeah. And he just showed up with the doves, like, 20 minutes before the show started. And was like, I'm going to put them on the ceiling. And the guy's like, are you sure? And are you sure they're going to fly off stage? How do you know where they're going to fly? He's like, we have uh, female doves off stage, And they're going to be, you know, flying to their mates. And that's how it works. And I've done this for years. Don't worry about a thing. And he's like, okay. I, I didn't even hear about this, right? <laughs> So, so these so doves are like being attached to the ceiling in cages, right? For the entire event. And they're putting him up there and he's like, I, I hope this is okay. And he, he'd say, you sure you know what you're doing? He's like, I've done this for 25 years, whatever. 
So then at the end of the event. So the cages are in the ceiling? Yeah, they're, they're like now they're attached to the ceiling. The dove owner set it up that way. The <laughs> tech guy was like, I had no idea you were showing up with 200 doves. Right. right. So <laughs> we're, you're taking a picture of a sign that says Montana is grizzly bear country. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I Which didn't is, get it uh, at all. Yeah. We can go back. Sure. So the event is towards the close, and then they were supposed to release the doves, and the cages open up, and all the doves <laughs> fall out of their cages in bloody pulps right onto people's tables and people's heads, and people what? are screaming. What? They're like, Because <laughs> the Why? doves, Why did they the, they, he set them too close to the lights. The doves all... Um, you know, they had died to from death. The, yeah, burned to death, and then <laughs> fell on people's heads <laughs> under the tables, and that was the finale of the show. Jesus, people were like screaming. Old prison, auto museum, and I guess it was very dramatic. Obviously, and the guy of that course. was was felt so bad that it happened, and they were like, "My babies," and he was like running around like, "My babies." <laughs> I mean, it, it's not. Again, it's been many years since that happened. Um, the other story he told me that really cracked me up. State Capitol. You want to see the state capitol? Yeah. Is that it right there? Yeah, pull off right here. No, it's not really the state capitol, yeah. is it? It said. It said pull off. Yeah, that's really far away, though. It's not right off the freeway here. Okay. It's like, that's just the exit for it. All right, but, continue. So the other one that I that, that I really loved, he said, you know, this guy showed up. God, and that's, said, hey. ama that's amazing. Well, he, this guy had so many funny running, stories. He, he was running around saying, my babies. Yeah. Because uh, they were all his My dove. babies. Yeah, he was just <laughs> running around. Just can you imagine having a dead dove <laughs> fall on your head? And this was supposed to be promoting something. So it was an unmitigated disaster. He just fell on the table. Yeah, yeah just off. right on people's tables. Now, the, the, the other one that was really funny is the, he had this, I guess he was doing this event. And the CEO of this company always liked to have a really dramatic entrance. Yeah. So this guy shows Is up. Is this a funny story? Yeah. Then let me interject and okay. say the only time I had flown in a suit with just a toothbrush in my pocket yeah. was to go to my friend who died his funeral. That was really interesting. And I was crying on the plane. And you can cry on the plane at a level where people are like, are you okay? But if you're crying like in a way where it's not okay they'll just keep giving you liquor really they won't ask you anything but if you keep ordering liquor they'll give you more because you clearly got divorced or somebody the died crying or for that. liquor technique crying for liquor. 12 and a half go out and try that cry for liquor all right go ahead so the other the other do you, story do you, uh, before i tell you that story i want to tell you one, one thing do you when you get angry do you ever Try to take it upon yourself when you're angry while you're flying out the airline to do something to deface the airplane. How often do you do that? I don't think you I've pull ever a sticker off or no, do something that. that make. I I do that once in a while. I try to do something. I don't get as to angry. damage the airplane. I get angry. I, take I don't it get personally. as angry at airlines as you do. But you you're and CJ Sullivan. No, but you and CJ Sullivan both fly Southwest, and he said that he's an abuse. He's in an abusive relationship. <laughs> With Southwest, exactly because what, what they be. do yeah. is they totally fuck him over. Yeah. But then they offer him free credits. Yeah. To come back and do more. And so he swears, I'm never going to, it's like an abused <laughs> wife. I'm never going to fly Southwest again. It's over. I'm through. We're finished. Yeah. 
And then Southwest says, well, we'll give you a, a voucher for a free flight. And he goes, ah, and he comes crawling back, only to have the same thing. It's a vicious circle is what he said. That's exactly what it can be. Now, for me, it's not Southwest. I think they're pretty fair. What's yours? Uh, anytime I'm on United flight, I'm like, why Why did I allow this to happen to me again? <laughs> yeah. In fact, this is, this is the, I told you that the other night I had this, like, panic attack over, like, missing the connections for this for getting to Montana and then missing the shows last night for the show. So I, there was an option to go on a, uh, United flight and I dislike them and trust them so little that I flew out of another airport, like 45 minutes from my house. Cause I was like, well, I can't do that. That's not an option. I didn't even consider it as a possibility because every time I'm being abused emotionally, I look up and I see the, uh, United. Uh, I do think I've ever I asked you this. Yeah. But why is it? Whoa, those are steer. Yeah, those are crazy. I don't think I've seen steer yeah. before. Yeah. Those were actual cows with giant horns. Right out of the show Yellowstone. They were punching each other in the they grill. They were punching the cows in the In face. the grill. Yeah, they were punching the cows. So in the can face. I ask you? Yeah. I don't think I've asked you this. And maybe it's not appropriate for the podcast, but why don't you fly first class? Because you can afford it. Right. Is it because you want to keep the money for your son's college or something? Oh, that's certainly part of it. It, but it also has to do with just the value. And remember, my legs aren't as long as yours. No, of course not. So it no, feels, no, no. and that's a big of part not. of why but it does. It feels, it feels decadent to me because right. my legs aren't as long. Yeah, because I, even if I was to fly Delta Comfort, it's not decadent it's for not, you. It's not. It's no, not comfortable. Not it's not. It no, isn't I believe you. Comf- for me, Delta Comfort is just Delta. <laughs> 106.2, the pretty good joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all libertarians. <laughs>